0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Genius Podcast. My name is Karen Doyle, your host and founder of The Genius Project, an initiative for Catholic women designed to support and resource them towards growth in all areas of life, personal, spiritual and professional. And we seek to do this through the Catholic Women's Masterclass, The Genius Podcast, which you're listening to, our online courses and our Catholic coaching programs for Catholic women. If you're interested in any of these initiatives, can I invite you to visit our website, www.geniusproject.co, or come and follow us on Instagram, geniusprojectdaily, or on YouTube, the Genius Project YouTube channel. Over recent months, I've had so many beautiful emails from people giving their feedback and their key takeaways from the podcast episodes. Now, I love hearing from you, so please feel free to keep those emails coming. But I'd love to also invite invite you to leave a review and a rating on the podcast platform. This helps to share the Genius Podcast with other women. And also it helps with the ratings in terms of where it shows up in the podcast platforms. Ladies, we are just about to kick off a new intake for the Catholic Women's Masterclass. I'd love you to go and check out our promotional video on our website, which is www.geniusproject.co and check out the Masterclass page because this gives you a lot more detail. And I thought I'd just share a little bit about the Masterclass with you before we jump into today's episode. So ladies, the Catholic Women's Masterclass is a four-month journey of transformation where we unpack four rhythms of renewal in your life that will lead you towards a life of balance and wholeness in Christ. You can find out more about the masterclass on the website at www.geniusproject.co. Over recent months, I've had the enormous privilege of walking closely with many women through our different coaching packages as we unpack things like how to process emotions, how to set goals and dreams with the Lord, how to understand your unique gifts and calling, and how to overcome limiting beliefs and toxic mindset. Coaching is different to spiritual direction and counselling, but definitely complements these other disciplines. So, ladies, if you're interested in finding out more about our Catholic coaching programs for Catholic women, once again, please visit the website or send me an email, karen at geniusproject.co. On this week's episode of the Genius Podcast, I'm joined by Christina Guzman from Melbourne, Australia. Christina works for Radio Maria Australia. In today's conversation, Christina and I are talking around how we navigate seasons of disappointment and loss and how to navigate our faith through these seasons. So ladies, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Christina. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Well, Christina, welcome to the Genius Podcast. It's so wonderful to have you joining us from Melbourne in Australia, another fellow Australian. So you're very much welcome. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
0: It's been great. And I think we connected recently. You actually reached out to me to ask if I would do a segment on Radio Maria Australia. Yes. yes. So we're doing that every Friday, which is lots of fun. But it's nice to finally meet you face to face and be doing this podcast episode with you.
1: No, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, and it's also very nice to see you as well. Yes. You know, after emails and over the phone, it's nice Absolutely. to be able to see each other's faces.
0: It is, and it's amazing technology, isn't it, through COVID? Like everyone used to balk at Zooms, and now we're like, ooh this is just the normal way is. For, uh, to interact. But it's such a gift.
1: It really is. No, 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 I enjoyed it a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Well look it's great to have you and we're, I'm really looking forward to this conversation today and we're talking about the law giving and taking away and we're going to dive into that in a lot more detail but I'm just wondering if you give us a little bit of an introduction about who you are what you do your background so the listeners get to know you. Yeah sure no worries. Um so I'm
1: Christina. I'm currently the editorial assistant at Radio Maria Australia. So we're a new Catholic radio station Based here in Melbourne, so we're in Preston, uh, and we broadcast to Australia through DAB and online as well. Um, A little bit about me: I was born here. My parents are from Latin America, so I speak Spanish. We could do the episode in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I, I grew up here in Melbourne. I've lived here my whole life. I grew up kind of going to mass, kind of not going to mass, uh, but I didn't really take my, my faith very seriously until my sister did a year of net six or seven years ago now. And she really kicked me up the butt. She made sure <laughs> that when she got back, she was on fire. She's absolutely on fire for the Lord. So that that showed me that I was missing out on something and um so I would, I started questioning things and I started looking a bit deeper into my faith. And it's been a crazy, a crazy journey ever since, but I've, I've, I don't, I I don't regret it. It's, it's been amazing. And I'm so grateful to the Lord for, for pulling me back to him and for drawing me closer to him because, um, I could have definitely gone a different way. Um, but, but he, um, he, he was merciful and, and has blessed me with a wonderful relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's amazing how he just intervenes in those moments. Have you ever seen the movie Sliding Doors? Yes. 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 I often have these sliding door moments in my life thinking, what would happen if we went this way or this way? And somehow the Lord, I think sometimes we can get so hung up too on discerning and wanting to know his will or getting caught up in maybe going off track. But I love those stories, how the Lord just intervenes, as he did with sending his son, just intervened in history. And he still intervenes in our life today. And yeah then, no he really does yeah, so beautiful I know a young girl recently who was really starting to rebel and go off the tracks and it was incredible like the Lord just was like bang I want you wow.
1: <laughs>
0: and he really does that I though mean, he does yeah and then he just draws you closer to himself little invitations and people and conversations and yeah so beautiful when and we- one little
1: thing can just change absolutely everything like what he'll use one person to completely transform you and yes it's wonderful to see and it gives me hope for everyone else that I want to come to the church.
0: <laughs> absolutely but don't you think it also like for us who are walking with the Lord it's a real reminder and wake up call that we have to always remember when we step out of our front door or even in our homes that we are actually carrying the presence and the image of God within us
1: Oh, definitely. And often yep.
0: I love to ask myself in the morning, I have my prayer time before I encounter my kids.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: nice. <laughs> so I get up early and I, I have my prayer time, but I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm carrying his presence into this home. I'm carrying his yeah. presence into my interactions and my conversations with the people in the privacy of my home. But then yeah. at the supermarket to a random stranger, it's just like we have to, I th- I don't think that we really sometimes let the weight of that sink in.
1: No, no, we don't. I definitely don't carry Christ with me all the time. No, me either. I <laughs> no Completely forget me. that I should be being representative of him. Mm-hmm. And then I go home and I say, oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry I acted this way or I treated this person this way. They could have had a true encounter with you through me and I completely let you down. I'm so sorry.
0: I don't, I think he is so merciful, but I just like to remind myself, and I think it's a good reminder for all of us, just that we do carry his image. And then yeah. how are we being bearers of Christ's image as we step out of our door every single day? Definitely. Um, like no, and that's bear- something you have to think about every day. Yeah. And like you said, that could have been like your sister choosing to bear Christ's image to you could have been your salvation or not. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: So- oh, definitely. Yeah. No, God knew what he was doing.
0: He did. He's good. Well, look, I am really keen to dive into this conversation with you today because I'm coaching so many women at the moment, and this particular area, I think, is really going to resonate with them. It's this whole idea that the Lord gives and he takes away. Mm -hmm. We're going to really unpack that theme because I know that's something that's really been on your heart. It's resonated with you over these past twelve months through your own personal encounters with people. Yeah. Would you share a little bit with us about why this became a message that really became important to you?
1: Yeah, definitely. So the, the these past twelve months I guess have been one of massive change. So here in Melbourne, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure the rest of Australia knows me. The world feel <laughs> locked
0: down <and> the world. <laughs> We one had the worst lockdown in the entire world. We had the worst okay. lockdown, <laughs> the absolute worst lockdown. Uh,
1: but it's okay, we move on. Come through it. So there's been a lot of change in my life over the past 12 years with that and with, with this new job and, and with other things as well. Um, so there have been massive blessings, a lot of good things that I'm so grateful for. Uh, but there have been a few things that, haven't have necessarily happened to me but people close to me that that have made me question how I would deal with certain things so I feel my friends and people that I know uh, went through miscarriages which were really really hard um they were at you know at the 15-week mark or the 16-week mark and you know at that point in time it you know, people know, and you're you're getting really excited about this new life that's growing inside of you. Mm. And so to to then witness the the trauma that the body goes through, and to witness the the heartbreak of of the wife and the husband, you know, because the male also suffers, um, was absolutely heartbreaking. Um, And it happened a few times that I then began to question God, why is this happening? Um, And it really, I I didn't realise, it really showed this fracture in my relationship with God in in that I don't think that I trusted him as much as I thought I did. Um, And it really made me question how I would respond in that situation Uh, and I realised that I wouldn't respond well. I would not respond well to God if that had happened to me. And then this, this phrase kept coming up, you know, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I I reflected back on all the blessings that I'd been given, but as well as all the, all the things that had been taken away uh, from the people that I loved. So because I loved them, I was hurting on behalf of them as well. Uh, and, you know, deaths happened as, as well to the people that I loved. So it was just a lot of, a lot of heartbreak and a lot of loss um, but the miscarriage I think really really hurt as well because a lot of the abortion debate was going on at around the same time so to know that people were wanting to get rid of these babies and at the same time experiencing my wonderful friends who are, who are great mothers Losing their babies that are so wanted completely destroyed me. Um and so it was it was a real challenge, but God kept saying, you know, through the good and through the bad, you need to you need to praise me, you know, blessed be the name of the Lord, because at the end of the day, every life is his. Uh and if he decides to take that life, he knows why. And he knows that it's I have to trust that it's for the better, you know, for everyone.
0: Yeah so beautiful and so hard isn't it like even though it was not your direct suffering we bear one another's burdens and do the and I think the multiple losses that you've witnessed like they really do have an impact and they do impact our own faith Um, and we'll, we'll explore this so many branches for this conversation but I'm interested you said you know it was um you looked at praising him in the midst of not understanding why was that difficult for you to do um yes you just make a decision to do it regardless of how you felt it was it was difficult so the reason it was difficult
1: at the beginning because I was trying to figure out how to how to bring comfort regardless of how I was feeling so I didn't want my friends to know <laughs> that I was really upset or that I was really mad um and so I, it was kind of this battle of how do I how do I comfort them and give them the hope that I know that God wants to give them while I'm really struggling yes. with, with with this matter with God. Um and so I think that's why he kept saying that to me because because he wanted me to know it's it's okay to feel this way, but I'm I'm Lord, I'm I'm God. And so I think he gave me that line to be able to provide comfort to my friends Uh, and so I struggled but then I did have to make that decision okay you have to be strong for them so you know praise his name
0: yes so beautiful what a gift and have you been able to since share with them that journey that you had I haven't no (laughs) (laughs) So if they listen to this, they're going to find out.
1: (laughs) No, I haven't. No, I I decided to keep it. I just felt that because they were struggling a lot and they were hurting. I didn't want to add to, I just didn't want to add anything to it. I just wanted them to go through the motions that they needed to. Um, And then hopefully one day I'll be able to talk about it with Mm. them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's, there's so many phases of this journey of walking and accompanying people through their loss and their grief. Yeah. And you've sort of touched on a number of them. And I wanted to go back in terms of what you've said and just highlight a couple of points. One of the things that you mentioned is you asked the question, why? Why God? And I think this is such, it's, it's human nature to want to understand why. But it's a question that is really difficult and it's often a dead-end question that we won't get answers to. And I often say we, we need to ask the how versus the why questions when we go through suffering because how is a life-giving question? Why is a dead-end question? Because the reality is this life is a mystery. This side of eternity, we, we simply aren't going to get the answers that we want this side of eternity And I think when we start to question, then that can lead us into unbelief, despondency, despair, and we start to spiral. But the other question that we can ask is how? How is the Lord going to move in this situation? How will the Lord be glorified? How is he calling me to growth? How is he calling me to transformation? Mm -hmm. And that question of how is actually a life-giving question as opposed to the why And I I think it is human nature. I have been through my own share this past two years of huge grief and loss. Similar to what you're saying, people very close to me going through tragic situations. Ourselves, our business has been hammered by COVID and the impact of that. So there's been a lot. And I think early on I made that, I, I remember being on the bathroom floor, I've described this in another podcast, just crying uh, in that first lockdown. Why, yeah. why, why? Yes. <laughs> and, and it was like the Lord was saying, remember that talk you gave years ago, how versus why? I'm like, Right. <laughs> I'm fine, I'll I, ask how. <laughs> yeah, that was right. Oh, right, damn it, I'll ask how. <laughs> and and it's amazing how much that actually shifts, like something within you, like the atmosphere yeah. in your own soul yeah. to lean into the Lord. And then the whole situation, like the circumstances externally might not change, but your interior disposition means you carry yourself in that circumstance in a very different way.
1: Because we can't, at the end of the day, we have to realize we can't control mm-hmm. the majority of things. The only things we can control is how we approach mm-hmm. situations and how we think. that those are the only things that we have control over. Everything else is is completely, it's completely up to God. Absolutely. And so I think that approach of of how is God going to use this and and how is this going to draw me and everyone else closer to God? Um, is a wonderful way I think of of thinking about God in that he's going to use absolutely everything to draw us closer to him out of his love and out of his mercy and that's a wonderful reminder that we are all loved mm-hmm. by him and mm-hmm. that we're not forgotten because I think it's very easy to feel forgotten in those situations yes. um and and to feel alone but he he's never he's never going to leave us alone ever.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think you picked up on something really important that I want to touch on is that idea that we are forgotten, that we are alone, that he has abandoned us, yeah. that he's, he's just forgotten about us. Like he's a busy yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> well. And it's like little old me over here with my little pool of pain. Like where yeah. are you? But I think that is, I mean, Jesus went through this himself. So we can be reassured that it's human nature, that as he, he was on the cross, he's like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh we can be reassured that Jesus himself felt that abandonment and so it's what do we do when we find ourselves in that place I'm interested like what did you do when you feel well you felt the Lord sort of had forsaken that he wasn't there like what was your response how did you I guess respond to that feeling um I was well
1: I was definitely mad I was definitely mad but I think thankfully I'm at a place now where it's not going to it's it'll it'll definitely shake my faith it's my my faith I realize is not unshakable um but the the belief in god I don't think can ever be can never be shaken. Um, Regardless of how I'm feeling, I'm very thankful and I'm very blessed that I'm now at a place, I think, where I know God is there, regardless of how I'm feeling. I know he's there. Um, And so I would just petition him and say, God, help me. You have to lead me through it. And for me, I'm I'm quite a visual person. So I like to imagine scenarios with him. Uh, So I would place myself I would place myself as a little girl in this massive forest with a backpack on, I don't know why, but with a backpack on and just picture him holding my hand um, and he's just leading me out of this forest. Um, And so that's how I get myself through these situations because even I I, I have to constantly remind myself that it doesn't matter how you're feeling, um, you have to know that God is there. Um, and you just remember that he's loving you and that he's helping you through this and that he's carrying you through this, um, you're not alone. And even though that's sometimes very hard to, to remember, I have to tell myself that constantly or else I'll fall. <laughs> I'll fall apart. I'll fall completely apart. But that's what definitely got me through it, that visual of him holding my hand even though I didn't want to hold his hand, he was holding mine, and he was leading me out of that forest. And just bit by bit, and you know, then seeing my friends slowly, uh, slowly get better and slowly start to, to be a bit, you know, I guess you kind of really be normal in that, in that after that situation, but slowly becoming a little bit more normal, mm. um, and coming back to to day to day life yeah. with the with a smile.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's
0: the long journey.
1: It is no, it's a massive journey, and I also think uh, <clears throat> writing down, uh, writing down the the names of the babies. Mm. So I would just put baby and then the surname. You know, baby and then the surname uh, was really helpful as well. And just praying for them and knowing that God had not abandoned them either. I think that was probably the hardest part, thinking that God had forgotten them. That was I was I, that was just heartbreaking to me but I had to remind myself no God knows them he knows them even though we didn't get name. the chance to know them yeah. he knows them by name he really does and it's just really sad that we didn't get a chance to meet them but <laughs> um he knows them and he loves them amen and yes.
0: also that we will in eternity that i think people that live in this world without faith live without that hope but as christians you know we live with this hope this hope that we will on the we live for eternity we need to and live with this eternal perspective that death is not the end you know that worship song you know death where is your sting where is your victory death does not have a sting when we're actually living with an eternal perspective and there's a there's a a unique hope that comes from that you know the scripture talks about the hope that does not disappoint and I remember years ago we had um, a woman called Lindsay Dennis come out from the United States and she spoke at our sisterhood conference now she'd lost two children she carried them to full term and um, they were born one lived only a few hours one lived a day and she shared her story, and it was it, this all happened within a couple of years. And she spoke about this hope that does not disappoint. Like, what are we actually hoping in? We say our prayers, but are we actually hoping in the fact that God's going to give us what we're asking for? Or are we actually hoping in the person of Jesus Christ? Because there's a very big difference there is God is not this vending machine that we're like put in our coins I want this order thank you very much no no Santa Claus God and I think it's a it's actually a moment of deep maturity when suffering or loss or disappointment enters our life and we have this revelation and it's it sounds like that's what you've been through this moment where it's almost like you're told Santa Claus is not real it's not real yeah (laughs) it's like this um loss of innocence yeah and it's actually like it's quite a confronting moment it's it is i've been through that myself but and i've watched others and it's very confronting as people wrestle um with that loss of innocence that it this is this is life on earth we're passing we're pilgrims on a journey this is not our final destination and these moments of grief and loss and disappointment I truly believe that we only come to a more mature faith through those experiences of loss and disappointment. You know, there's a beautiful psalm, a walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And we have to remember that we're walking through that valley and not to get stuck in that valley where yeah. life gets hard, but to keep going and to remember that our final destination is heaven, is eternal life with with the Lord and yeah I I do think that so many people they get stuck in this why question in the valley and it's possible to have your faith like slip away if you get stuck in that moment yeah yeah
1: no definitely I think it's it's very it's obviously very easy to to praise God when everything is going well uh but it really And I think he wants us to be able to praise him when things aren't going well, not because he's trying to be cool, but he's just trying to get us to to love him in all moments and to be able to trust him Mm -hmm. and know that he knows what's best for us Um, and know that, like you said, the end goal is, is heaven. The end goal is not getting the biggest house or getting getting the fanciest car or all the clothes in the world, even though I want all the clothes in the world.
0: <laughs> and, the <shoes>. Come on. <laughs> and the shoes. And the shoes and
1: the shoes. He's constantly reminding me, this is not your forever home. Your forever home is with me in heaven. And I'm trying to prepare a room for you. And I want you to have the best room possible. So you need to be able to trust me and know that everything that happens in this life as long as you depend on me is going to get you to be with me forever and actually one of my friends said when you know when I was hugging her she said it's okay because my goal for my kids is for them to be in heaven Mm. and I truly believe that they are now yes and that for me was wow no that's it's it's very true. My my goal here right now is to be getting to heaven um, and I should be doing everything possible to try and do that uh, and I should be leaning on God and trusting in him, knowing that he's
0: going to get me there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Beautiful. Um, friends of ours lost one of their children many years ago and um, one of their children's sayings was, until heaven we possess. And I love that. I've got that printed on a plaque in our home, just as this reminder that, we're moving towards heaven, like all will pass here. Having said that, the experience of having to walk through the valley is not pleasant and it's really hard and it can take us out, it can bring us down. And I think what I'd like to highlight here is that there are some, and I've heard a pastor preach this message a couple of weeks ago after his wife passed away and he said that there are some measures of grace and some encounters of God's presence that you cannot have in any other situation other than when you're in the valley. So there is this this bizarre mystery surrounding suffering and and grief and loss that we experience that in the valley, but somehow God can meet us there in the most powerful way. And really, I, I think... We talk about growing up. Like sometimes I say to my kids, can you just grow up, please? (laughs) You know, you want them to be more mature. What does that mean? (laughs) You know, our faith is full of paradoxes. But really as adults, we're actually invited to grow down instead of grow up. And we're invited to grow down into this childlike trust and abandonment and dependence on the Lord. If you look at a new little baby, it is dependent on its parents for everything. And it looks to the parents and with total trust and abandonment that they are going to provide for all of this child's needs. Yeah. That is the invitation to us when we're in the valley. We're actually being invited to grow down into a childlike trust. As Jesus says, you can only enter the kingdom if you have a heart and a faith like little children.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so
0: I think it's reframing our mindset and how we're perceiving the difficult experiences in life and the tragic mm-hmm. experiences to say, okay, what am I being called to here? How is the Lord like drawing me into him in a deeper way? And and, and we have to acknowledge that people need to mourn. They need to mm-hmm. grieve. And that includes being angry, yeah, <laughs> not talking to God for a while. I mean, David, right, in the Psalms. Yeah. Angry with God.
1: Angry. No the Psalms are great. Yes. <laughs> great it's so helpful to be able to express how you feel sometimes
0: yes and we have to i think sometimes we can run the danger in christianity of trying to be all pious and praise the lord praise the lord everything's going to rubbish but praise the lord without actually mourning and lamenting Mm -hmm. what has been lost
1: oh definitely no i've told i I would tell them, and I was telling myself this at the same time because you know, I I was journeying with them in a bit, obviously in a very different way, but just telling them, you know, you have to you have to feel this, um, you have to be able to feel this. You can't repress it, you can't push it away because it's going to come out. We don't know how, but it will come out. And it's not going to be in a very good way. No. It'll either be with complete anger or resentment towards God or towards yourself mm-hmm. um, because you feel ashamed or you feel guilty for some reason. Um, so you need to be able to deal with with your emotions and know how to feel them and process them mm-hmm. so that you can come out stronger and knowing then how to deal with them again if it happens again,
0: you know. So um, you definitely have to integrating the experience into your story yes so I I don't know if I mean my background was in oncology and palliative care so that's what I specialized in as a nurse was really walking people home to heaven's door and and counseling and what I did teach the families was that you can't you, you have to keep moving through grief and it's really important to acknowledge it you can't put it on hold and try and like you said suppress it because like a beach ball if you try and Push that ball under the water, and with all your might and all your strength, eventually it's going to explode. Yeah, no, bigger it does. Than ever, and so for women who are walking through a season of grief and loss, um, I just want to give them permission that you are allowed to grieve, you are allowed to be angry, you're allowed to sob all day and stay in your bed, but you just have to keep moving.
1: Yeah, through. no, you definitely do. And it was beautiful. It was. Um... I don't know if you know Salt and Gold's collection. Salt and yes. Gold collection. Yes. 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 So she with her with the Jesus series or the, the foot washing series, she had one of a little boy in the pool with six sunflowers on a chair. Okay. Um and that was for her best that one. Yes, it's it's beautiful. It was each of the sunflowers represented a child who had been lost in miscarriage. Um because her best friend had experienced six miscarriages and one one son. Uh, And so I was also looking at that while going through all of this and sending it to to my friends, hoping that it would bring them comfort and saying, you know, it's okay to want to grieve and it's okay to feel the loss, but know that God is there uh, know that he's looking after them and that he's with you. And it's okay to be able to express these emotions as well to God um, because he wants to journey with you as well. So we're allowed to feel these things, but also I think journeying with God as well through them is super is super important because sometimes we feel that we can't be angry with him sometimes. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, we shouldn't, but, you know, <laughs> we're oh. humans. And we can handle it, he's God. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think you you touch on something there. I think in the desire to be holy or to be saintly, we we can run that risk and forget that we're allowed to acknowledge, we're allowed to communicate, we're allowed to be real with the Lord. Absolutely. And I, I think also to understand that mourning and lamenting and grieving is biblical. Yes, it is. Definitely. And even Jesus wept. Yes, absolutely. And something happens on a physiological level. I know this from science and and my nursing that when we cry and when we weep and when you really sob, like when you're alone and you're really sobbing, like there's all kinds of chemicals and endorphins that are released, which actually are releasing the grief out of your body. Wow. It was actually really important. It's biblical, but, and I think, you know, when we do mourn, two things can happen. We can either be led into a deeper relationship with the Lord and the comfort of his Holy Spirit, yeah, or it actually can lead you towards disbelief and yeah. unbelief. Yeah. So we have to remember, like you said, to, to take that to the Lord and to be real, to be honest and to lay it before him and, and ask for his comfort.
1: No, it's true. And obviously... I, like I think that was one of the lessons that came out of this, that if you don't go through the process of grieving or of mourning or of uh, being real with God and telling him how you feel, you like you said, you do run the risk of of disbelieving. And I don't think anyone wants that, especially when everything is going well. No one thinks Mm-mm. I'm going to not believe in God or I'm not going to follow him. Yes. But the loss of someone is is something like that when we feel the loss of some someone, it's it's such a massive pain. It really it hurts you to your core. It's 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 one of the biggest pains I think anyone could ever feel. And especially knowing like a mum losing her child. I can't even imagine, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine the the pain of a mum losing her child but we can't ever think that that pain is not ever going to lead us away from god because if we wallow in that if we let that become our our identity in a way because we let it lead us away from god uh it's it's very dangerous and we so we have to really be careful with that
0: yeah and i think what you're touching on there is well, obviously like to lose a child is gut wrenching and i've witnessed that with my friends over this last year but to be sorrowful without hope and and there's a difference we can be sorrowful with hope and we can be sorrowful without hope yeah and yeah it's it's but it's like it is so hard I've walked very closely with a friend um, as she's grieved the loss of her child over these past 12 months and it's gut-wrenching and and you have to question, you have to ask, you have to lament, you have to, but you have to do that with others and with the Lord. Like we cannot do it alone, because if we are alone in that pain, it's too much to bear.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah. I'm so glad that they were able to be open about it, because I didn't, I'd, al- I'd always heard that it was very common uh, and that it happened to a lot of women, but to, to I think experience multiple at one time was, was unbelievable. I just, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Um, but it's so important for women, I think to talk about it and to be open about the fact that they've had a miscarriage or have lost a child, um, because there are other women out there who, who think they're alone in it. Uh, who don't know anyone else that has experienced it, but I'm sure they do, it's just that no one talks about it and it's something that really needs to be spoken about because so many women go through it and so many women are hurting from it and are in pain from it that it is, it is a bit of a relief to be able to, to talk about it and, and be open about it with other people who have also gone through it.
0: Yeah, and even casting the net wider, um, so you're talking about your experience walking with your friends who'd miscarry, but any kinds, I mean, a death of a person is a very obvious loss. Yes. But there are so many invisible losses that we experience that we grieve and that we need to grieve that because it's not obvious or it doesn't seem as bad as someone else's suffering, we minimise and invalidate. The impact of our loss. Yes. And I think it's actually really important that we bring all of those before the Lord and, and we are really intentional about inviting Him in, whether it's the loss of work or the loss of, um, I don't know what it is, but just opportunities, job promotions, yeah. like yeah. friendships, falling yeah. out. It's like there are so many little losses that we encounter. And really, we're talking about this hope. Um, that we have in the Lord, and, and this is a joyful anticipation of something good, and our hope ultimately is in, in eternity. Yeah. But walking through all of those losses with hope and, Definitely. and bringing them to the Lord and acknowledging them is really important because if we don't, what happens is we get stuck and we can get stuck in a story. Uh, like you mentioned, whatever the loss is can become a defining moment. Yes. But yeah. Jesus comes for our restoration He comes for our transformation. And so in all we experience in life, there is an invitation in all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between, to be more transformed into Christ's image. That is the ultimate goal. And so if we're asking that how question, it's how is the Lord wanting to grow me? How is he wanting to mature a faith in me? And it's not just for our own end, like this is also a witness to others, um, and I think how we suffer matters, because yes. people always watching us. Yes, in the privacy of the the couple in your inner circle, you can fall apart and really yeah. collapse. Absolutely,
1: yeah.
0: But how we suffer, how we grieve, it matters. Well, um, so during
1: during COVID, so the from 2020 to the start of this year, Mm -hmm. I, so I wasn't working. So I didn't have, I wasn't getting any money. I I didn't, I didn't have a job. So I was, I, yeah, I I was having one of those, you know, little losses, but to me it was a massive, massive deal. The fact that I couldn't work. Mm -hmm. And so I was living at home and I felt, I felt very useless. I felt very, very worthless. Uh, because I had convinced myself that my identity and my worth came from my job and how successful I was at that. And I think it's something that we can all fall into. Uh, I did a few odd jobs here and there. And got. Uh, I saw that, like in hindsight, I can see the the hand of God in all of that because I always had enough. I always had enough to be able to survive. And he was very generous with me in giving me that because I was, kicking and screaming like a little child, asking him, why don't I have a job? <laughs> why? Why am I not getting this job? Why don't I have that job? And it was it was obviously uh, very painful, um, especially because everyone else around me was still working. Yes. They were all saving up to, you know, to buy a house. And I just felt so behind and so, uh, so forgotten, you know. And... It wasn't until the start of this year. So obviously, God very much blessed me with this job. Um, But I was talking to my, I was talking to my, no, no, I ever heard my sister talking to someone else about my situation. So about how she had seen that God had worked through me because she saw me just be. Mm. And she saw that even though I didn't have a job, even though you know i wasn't contributing in that way to society i still had worth and i was still valuable and so when i overheard that i i had to pause for a second and reflect and think wow you know god god did use that because she saw me upset and she saw me you know flounder and she saw me uh you know kicking and screaming, but she also saw me be at peace because at certain points, especially towards the end of the time, I was very much at peace with whatever God wanted and whatever God was doing for me, because I knew that I was petitioning him and I knew he was going to listen to me. And I knew that at the right time, he was going to give me the right thing for me. And so I think she saw that, that journey and that transformation and me in that suffering and you know, God used it to show her that it doesn't matter what you're doing, it doesn't matter, you know, whether you have a job or not, you have value and you have worth because you are my son or you are my daughter. Yes. And that her realising that also made me, Mm. you know, be so thankful about the fact that, you know, my identity and my worth is in you, Lord. It's not in what I do or who I what I wear or, you know, where I go. It's, it's in you and how I respond to your invitations yes. in my life.
0: Yeah, and I think to realise that he is good, he's always good. He's so he's always good. Always faithful. And I think sometimes we can hit a rocky period and we start to of question God. But, on, like, who are we to question God of the universe? And <laughs> I, I think, you know, yeah, it's just... There's some moments that we just have to come on our knees before the Lord and we yeah. just surrender. And there's a beautiful quote, actually, I've got it up on my desk. It says, the level of revelation God gives you in these moments of suffering is always equal to the measure of mystery that you're willing to live with. Oh, <laughs> I, oh wow. I read, I read it again because it's actually really beautiful. The level of revelation God gives you is always equal to the measure of mystery you're living to you're willing to live with and also to surrender to yeah I think surrender is a key word because when we talk about real mysteries and not understanding like we can get ourselves in knots trying to understand but those moments of abandonment of surrender to the Lord I they're the moments where he comes to us and he he brings his presence in the most profound way and this is what you're sharing, your experience of not having work and just surrendering to him in that because there literally was nothing you could do. You were locked down. There was no way. And, and that moment of surrender, he affirms and he bestows identity and value upon you. What a beautiful gift that is.
1: Oh, it was.
0: That you wouldn't it, have had. No.
1: Yeah. No, definitely I wouldn't have had that. No, my my identity was was in success in the worldly sense of what you do with your life in terms of job yes. that was that was identity to me um but i know now that's not true so i'm very happy i'm very content now knowing that if i ever am not working again or if i don't have a job <clears throat> that i'll be okay and that it doesn't matter what people say or what people think i 100% know now That I am a daughter, like I am a daughter of God, and that's my identity, and that's where I get my value. I don't get it from anywhere else, or anything else, or anyone else.
0: And what Um, a revelation to yeah from him.
1: Definitely, I I am so thankful now for those two years.
0: like Job. (laughs) Job lost his wife, his children, his work, his friends turned on him. They're like, what did you do wrong? (laughs) And at the very end of it, the book of Job closes with, you know, praise the Lord. Like basically I go through it all again because I've come to such a deep rooted trust and abandonment in God's goodness and his faithfulness. And I think this is the point where we just have to, all roads lead back to this point Mm -hmm. is of just when we're in a difficult season of just even speaking out loud, I'm really big on declaring out loud, yeah. God is good and God is faithful all the time. He is. He's so good and so faithful all the time.
1: Okay. I, I fully believe that. I so firmly, firmly believe that.
0: Well, there's a beautiful song. I mentioned it to you before we pressed record and you hadn't heard of it. I thought that you had, and that's where this idea of he gives and takes away came comes from. But the song is Matt Redmond. It's a worship song. Blessed be your name. And I'm just going to read it. He said, Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where your streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Verse two goes on to say, Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place. Though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, I will say, blessed be your name. And I just, it's a beautiful That's song. Beautiful. Like I, if anyone hasn't heard it before, look it up. He says, blessed be your name when the sun is shining down on me. When the world as it, as it should be, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering. Though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. I just—it's a beautiful song that he gives and he takes away. But my heart will choose to say, "Blessed be the name of the Lord," regardless.
1: Yeah, and I think that's such an important. It's—it's it's something that we have to keep constantly reminding ourselves. I think each time we go through, through something that's—that's that's, you know hurtful or a or or a loss. Of any, of any kind, um, we have to remind ourselves that he's good and he's faithful and that he's with us in everything. And I think that's why he kept telling me, you know, that he gives and that he takes, but blessed be the name of the Lord. Just to remind me, you know, I've I've journeyed with you, Christina, you know, remember what happened over the past two years. I didn't abandon you. I didn't leave you, nor am I going to leave you now or your, or your friends now. Or everyone that you love, I'm not going to do that. And I know why I'm doing this. And you just have to trust me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay.
0: Blind trust. It's that, that childlike trust. Yes. And, surrender. And, and I think I truly believe, because I know I've lived it in my own life and I've seen it in my friends' lives, that when we get to the end of ourselves and that point of absolute surrender, he comes in a way that just blows your socks off like truly in definitely. a way that you couldn't imagine and maybe the circumstances might cha- not change and you might not get what you actually want mm-hmm. but what you will receive in your soul far outweighs anything
1: oh definitely and it also goes back to the point that you were saying before that I think it's something else that I had to that I had to learn that and I think it was a very new concept to me that you have to trust God's outcome or you have to trust God and not the outcome that you desire that's right yeah um because I kept it's so much easier (laughs) than done because you know you you hear the verses ask and you shall receive so you're saying okay God God I'm asking for this I'm asking for this (laughs) but no (laughs) you have to trust that God's outcome is the right one and not what you what you desire
0: And sometimes his outcome is really just a deeper relationship with us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and it's also just a revelation of his presence and an experience and an encounter with his peace, that peace that transcends transcends our understanding. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: I just think, you know, there's the beautiful scripture in Hebrew is about running the race with endurance. The Bible, I, I think if we're going through a difficult time, we've got to be back in our Bibles, yeah, in we the do. Word of God. And sometimes Catholics are really bad at that. Bad at that, yes. But to be honest, <laughs> like, that is the promise of God. And we know his nature. We know him through his Word, which is the same as it was, you know, back when it was written. It is the living Word. And so it is as true today as it was then. And so we need to be in the Word of God. We need to be claiming and, you know, meditating on the Word, the Scriptures, his promises, But that scripture in Hebrew is about running the race with endurance, and I love that word endurance because it implies that it is hard work. Yes. Somehow we get surprised when life is difficult (laughs) and we get surprised when all the shit hits the fan, you know. We get shocked with that. Yes, we do. And it's like what Jesus said when the day of trouble comes. Like he's told us it's going to Yeah. He did. He he doesn't.
1: And that's another thing. He doesn't promise us that it's going to be easy yeah. he never says it's going to be easy he says take up your cross yes. he invites us to take up our cross he doesn't say yeah go have a rest lie down it's going to be easy breezy if you follow me no 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 people have lost their lives following jesus yeah. um he doesn't promise us that at that at all so uh yeah it's true whenever i i'm surprised that i'm going through something difficult or something's not going my way yeah <laughs> I really shouldn't be surprised, but it happens all the time and I don't know
0: why. Well, it does because we're we're, we're just geared to keep ourselves safe so we don't want anything out of the ordinary. But I think getting in the Word of God, and I think if anyone is going through a difficult time, going to Hebrews 12, verse Mm 2, and really meditating on that, running with endurance,
1: yeah,
0: keeping our eyes on Christ who is the prize, running with endurance, that race that he set out before yeah. us. and running with the prize in mind and the prize kind of keeps our eyes above all of the difficulty that we actually have to get through to get to the prize it does and hard work and no it and doesn't you'll be puffed out no it's
1: it's <laughs> hard, work. It's hard, it's hard work. work you're going to be so it's like someone has punched you in the gut you're going to be like <gasps> you know killing over a little bit trying to get your breath back but you know, it's true. We have to keep enduring and it's only through following God and asking him for the grace that we're going to endure. If we step away from him, we're not going to, we're not going to be able to, because we can't do it alone. You know, I think we we like to think that we can, and that's where the idea that our faith is unshakable comes from, you know, reliance on ourselves and you know it's a little bit of pride too because you think that you can do it all and it's it's not true you have to rely on God and you have to accept help from him because he's the only way that you're going to be able to get through anything.
0: He is and I think I want to touch on the you know there are some situations like we there's a, a continuum isn't there of different things that can happen in terms of grief and loss and there's complete tragedies and I guess speaking into those experiences for a moment that really you know Romans talks about all things work for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose well I've watched people very close in my inner circle go through ridiculous tragedy in this past 12 months and I'm like I don't know how God's going to bring any good from this like it's like it's it's it almost sounds cliche and a bit of tokenism to say oh God's going to bring all good out of this but I'm like I look at it and I look at the depth of pain and the depth of devastation
1: yeah
0: and I truly don't know how he can bring anything good from this but somehow he will and the invitation is to is to kind of just move into him and I think just touching going back to what we were talking about before about you were talking about work and how that witness to your sister and i know i touched on that we are invited to mourn or lament and to grieve well in life yeah. like we can do it badly we can do it well <laughs> doesn't mean it's not messy no but i think the gift of that um can become a seed for someone yes. else and i think that we cannot underestimate the power of our witness even when we go through the depths of the darkness in the valley mm. um and I know, you know, I've shared on the podcast my friend who lost her son um, to suicide. He was actually my one of my daughter's friends. She knew we had two boys last year that um, took their lives within a few months of each other. So walking through that myself, walking through it with my friends who were the mothers, yeah. then I had to walk my daughter through that in her early teens. And she sort of was, it took a quite a few months, maybe six months before it really hit her. And that was really hard and it really rocked her belief in God as a good God. We talk about this loss of innocence. Well, for her, it was a complete loss of innocence and and her questioning, like, is God good? Can I trust him? Can I depend on him? I took her along to a retreat run by the Dominican Sisters the week before Easter. And she had a very beautiful experience where I guess she realised But it wasn't that she didn't believe in God, but she didn't trust him. And she was really struggling and grappling with how can a good God allow this to happen? And then a week later, we went to Light to the Nations, to the Easter pilgrimage, and it was really beautiful. She had a profound encounter with God's love and his mercy. And that profound encounter happened through the mom of this boy who had taken his life. Now, she was there with her family and it was Good Friday and we had to come up and venerate the cross. And my daughter was in the front row and she watched as this mum and her family came up and venerated the cross. And my daughter said to me, she said, Mum, how can I not believe and trust in God if they can and it was just so moving that the power of that witness. You don't you don't realize it, but people are always paying
1: attention mm. and you don't know when they're going to when they're going to do that and when God is going to use that moment to be able to to bring someone to him or to encounter him. Um mm. but no suicide is suicide is tragic and within that scenario it's always very hard to think how anything good is ever ever going to come out of that but just to I get just to share a little bit I guess how how something good can come out of it um my I had a friend how old was I it would have been seven years ago now so seven years ago he he committed suicide and my that propelled my sister to go to NET.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, that propelled my sister to go to NET. So, and if she had not gone to NET, I wouldn't be here right now. Um, She probably wouldn't be here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, And so even, and out of like seven years later, I can see that him, obviously I would never, if we could go back, I would tell him don't do that. You know, I would. I would rather him not do that. But from that came the faith of my sister and my faith as well. Uh, so we can never underestimate what God is going to do the, oh. even the worst tragedies in the world.
0: That's right. Absolutely. And, and I think bringing people back to scripture you know, just the scripture tells us to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, to run the race with our eyes fixed on the Lord. And mm-hmm. and I think if people are struggling at the moment and they're struggling with grief and loss or disappointment, just to return to the word of God and to find comfort and consolation in scripture, in the the cloud of witnesses that have gone before us, who've laid mm-hmm. out their story before us in the Bible um, and to draw on that. But.
1: Definitely.
0: Oh, I love I love Saint Monica for
1: for constantly praying for Saint Augustine. She never I, gave up. She <laughs> never gave up. She is my hero, <laughs> you know, because she know for and for so long, you know, it doesn't matter how long it takes, you know, God knows when the right time is. Mm. And she was constantly praying and constantly praying. And that's how we need to be as well.
0: Well, Christina, if you'd just close in prayer for us and we'd just seal our conversation and, and the things that we spoke about, because I know when people listen that can stir things up in their heart and it's just good to feel yeah. that work in prayer. I really believe in the word of God, you know, that he who began a good work in you will complete it and yeah. bring it to fulfillment. So if you would just close in prayer, that would be Beautiful, thank sure, you. Sure, of
1: course, Memories. No In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, I just want to thank you for for having me on today here on, on here with Karen. Uh, thank you for the wonderful chat that we had today and for inspiring this all. I ask that everything we've said be of help to people listening who are going through loss, who are grieving, who are angry, who are frustrated and don't don't understand how to to process the emotions that they're feeling. I pray, Lord, for everyone who has suffered a miscarriage, who has suffered the loss of a child. Uh, I pray for everyone going through mental illness, that they seek you and know that you are their refuge, Lord, that you care for them and that you know their innermost, deepest heart, um, their desires and their longings. Lord, I ask that you anoint everything that has been said here, and that it be of help to everyone, Lord. Uh, and I just thank you for the opportunity to be here today. And I ask this through the blessed into through the intercession of our blessed Mother Mary, as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father and in the Son the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Thank you. Ladies, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Christina and I. I'm going to leave some links below in the show notes for you today. One of them in particular is a sermon given by a pastor whose wife passed away three days before he gave this preaching. It's perhaps one of the most powerful preachings that I've ever heard on navigating a season of grief, loss and disappointment. I really want to encourage you. It takes about 45 minutes. If this is a season that you're going through to take a listen to his sermon, because it is really, really powerful, really beautiful. And will give you the hope and the encouragement that you need to navigate your season well. I also want to do a bit of a shout out about the Metanoia Catholic Journals. We have a number of those for sale if you live in Australia and New Zealand through the Genius Project. These journals are a really powerful tool, especially in this area and this conversation that we had today about bringing everything under the Lordship of Christ and inviting the Lord into your thoughts and into your emotions and how you're navigating particular seasons. So if you're interested in getting a copy, please visit the website www.geniusproject.co and check out the journal page. Ladies, it's such a privilege and an honor to serve you with The Genius Podcast, and I'm wondering whether or not I can ask a small favor from you. It would be really helpful once you finish listening if you could jump onto the podcast platform and leave a review and rate the episode. This really helps to spread the word of The Genius Podcast, and I would be most grateful. Until next week, ladies, have a really beautiful week. God bless you, and I look forward to our conversation next week on The Genius Podcast.